Red 7 standing by. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's a little festive around here because Halloween is Sunday, and this is our Thursday discussion show, and we want to talk about Star Wars getting a little scary. So uh, we're, we're here with uh, Luke Skywalker and Deal With It Yoda. <laughs> Deal With It Grogu. Of- so oh, you know Grogu. how they have galactic snack in Grogu? I'm just dealing yep. with it, Grogu. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, you see that Lacey is wearing Grogu ears and deal with it sunglasses. I'm yeah. wearing Luke Skywalker's X-Wing helmet. Uh, and James Bainey is here as Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker. So Maybe um, we should pose here- for people watching so that they could take a screenshot and post it on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Wait, what would deal with it just do? Deal <laughs> I'm just, just doing, do? yeah. No, uh, hello. <laughs> okay, we're good. Um, right. I did I did actually purchase one other thing at uh, Galaxy's Edge, which is this. Alexa, podcast lights off. Oh my God, you got another lightsaber? Sick. What? What lightsaber is that? That's Luke's. That's no, why not. he's Luke. No? That's no. Alexa, podcast lights on. That hilt is not Luke's. <laughs> it's not. Oh, I thought it's, it was. It's a green oh, kyber crystal the for the edge. one I already have. Guys, these sunglasses oh. are not good to look through. I can't see anything. <laughs> but, James came on so- screen before the episode and I was like, James, that looks so legit. And John's like, it's a paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I have a legit helmet, and she's impressed by <laughs> bounty being on James's chest. Yeah, two ply. It's a, it's a, it is a cloth towel, but yes, it is a throwaway towel. I'm these, red five, and James, James is the quicker picker upper. These glasses, I can't see anything. This is gonna be an interesting episode. Uh, so li- so listen, James, th- do the crystals really change the blade, or do you have to get a new blade? No, they change the blade. That's wild. I didn't know that. All right. Yeah, cool. Oh, so you only bought the crystal? I only bought the crystal. Yeah, it's only like you know mm-hmm. fifteen bucks or something like that. But it's kind of cool because you can collect them. That is cool. And then whenever you want, you just disassemble, put it in, and it makes a different sound. Uh, they all they, mm-hmm. they all make different noises based on what they're trying to. I don't know, Isn't the rare one the black crystal? Right. That's so the black kyber is hidden inside the containers um so like this is the green container so if i bought this it would be a green container and when i open it up it would be black and then when i put it in the thing it would still be green but uh like the color would be green but the actual crystal itself would be black crystal which is the rare that's cool cool man well we got a fun show today Mm -hmm. Uh, a little festive around here for halloween hopefully uh, a bunch of you were Halloween fans out there. Let us know what you're, you're not, doing for deal Halloween. Deal with it. See, that's the attitude that we deal with around here. Literally, deal with <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, let us know if you're doing any kind of Star Wars costumes for Halloween this year, or if you have kids or whatever. Uh, we we'd love to see them. So share your pictures, quote tweet the episode. Let us know what you're wearing, and then uh, later in the episode, we're gonna get to some funny stories of yesteryear of people with Star Wars costumes in in. Uh, resistance transmissions but right now we have uh, a segment on the show that james is going to steer us through and what is that this week james or luke whoever you are the force is with me and i'm one with the force 
this week, John, we're doing something a little bit different because we normally do Will of the Force, but we decided to switch it up for our Halloween episode and do one with the force now if it's been a while since you've watched this or this is your first episode i'm going to give a uh concept an idea some something that you have to pick from but you only get to pick one answer so you'll see how it goes pretty quickly here um the first question the first scenario we're pitching is you're given one thousand dollars to put towards a star wars halloween costume and of course you can't just pocket the money there's no, no cheating you gotta spend the money on something uh but the question is what is the one question costume that you would uh buy or make with that money Lacey? i'm starting with you uh what's your thousand bucks going towards this is tricky to me only because i'm stuck between two things which is Ooh. something that's more like 500 bucks sewing on no <laughs> no like sewing and then armor based it's gotcha. like which way do you want to go because armor is super cool but i mean there's something about padme's uh gown when you first meet her with the red one with the crazy hair mm-hmm. and the phantom menace that like I've the classic phantom menace yeah on a dollar. i think i might do that one just because it's like if you're gonna do it let's do it and that one's so sick so is that does that come with like you getting your hair done or is that like a headpiece that wig. you put on? Okay, good. Yeah, it's definitely a wig. I heard that dress costs a thousand um a dollars. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Can you just give your answer? Oh my god. Oh, it's gonna be a good show. Wow. <laughs> that queen took oh. all my dollars. Well, I can't shake them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Not. Um No, what's your other answer then? Because you're only allowed one, but you know, hey, whatever. Oh. Yeah, it's one. It's it's not two with the force. Lacey. I understand, but I on, did let's... give one. But he wanted to know what the other one was. Uh, probably yeah. some type of Mandalorian armor would be sick, like Bo-Katan Good. or, uh, I would say Mando. But I think Bo-Katan has like the chest plate that's molded for women. So. Yeah. Um. So uh, actually, before John goes, I'll jump in. That's a good time for me. Right here, baby. This is the one. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Paz Vizsla, man. Paz Vizsla. You I know, was going to say I, paper Vizsla. <laughs> yeah. You, were like... you, might have oh, to, right. uh, you might have to cut down a little bit on the cost, like the cheap cheapness of some of the main armor, because I'm sure you could probably easily spend $1,000 just to make the armor very legit. But if if you're going with this outfit, or I, I'm getting a, a big, expensive Star Wars Halloween costume, you got to do the jetpack and the yeah. rail gun and all of it. And I was like, I'm sure that for a thousand bucks, someone could uh, piece that together for me and make it look, you know, as good as it can for a thousand dollars. But if I had one outfit that you could even put on a mannequin and set up and then every once in a while bust it out and just have the whole thing and everybody's like, what the heck? Like people maybe haven't seen Mandalorian. They're just like, what are you? That's so crazy. You're carrying around the big rail gun. It'd be awesome. John, That's what your... you gotta have you gotta have that Gatling yeah. blaster thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, what um, is your thousand dollars going towards? So initially I was like like movie realistic Chewbacca, like better than the Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge thing. Um, because everyone loves Chewy. Like when we were at the premiere of Rise of Skywalker, it's obviously just some guy in the suit, but everyone wanted to take a photo with him and 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 he was like the hot thing at the after party. So I thought that'd be cool. But then I was like, ah, eh, you know, I, I want to do something that'd be really unique. And you guys are going to laugh, but I would do a full on 
latex, big, maybe even with stilts, jacked fish costume. No, what? No, yeah. you would you really? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, and I would, I would, I would hold other fish in my hands and like bite them off, and or the like cruiser. spit them out. Yeah, maybe. yeah, and uh, I would have like the muscle arms. You know how they do like the suits with like the Hulk suits with the muscle arms. I'd have the full muscle arms and the whole deal, and maybe like where the mouth is, like I could see through or something. But uh, yeah, jacked fish, thousand dollar jacked <laughs> fish costume would be the one. <laughs> John wants Jack Fish to take off it, so bad. <laughs> if, if you're new, if you're new to, if you're new to the podcast, Jack Fish is the creature in the Phantom Menace, the Sando Aqua monster that mm-hmm. is the bigger fish that eats the other fish. So, um, so yeah, Jack Fish. Well, what, you think you I was go. kidding? It's just so out out there, you know. What are we doing? Well, I, I picked so. stuff that I would wear all year round. Not yeah, I'm thinking Halloween. like this would be this would be cool, and I mean, I guess yours would be cool too if you had a thousand dollar jackfish latex. That would be pretty nuts. Um, yeah. Got to so, get in right. shape for that one. Yeah, good. No, point. I got the muscle arms. I, I mean, know, I already you're have wearing latex though. Anybody that puts on latex, it's like, good luck. I wouldn't put latex on. Well, you well, mean I already the, have like scarred have... latex. I already mm-hmm. have cannons. So don't worry about that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Ion cannons. Oh yeah. my god! Yep. This episode. Uh, All right. <laughs> What's next? John, you turned your targeting system off. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm all right. All right. Uh, next question we got on one with the force this week is uh, you f- presuming you found a witch's spell in which you can bring back the dead. Uh, what Star Wars character would you bring back to life? However, there is a twist to this because whoever you bring back to life is going to fight for the opposite side. So think of a good guy is now just as good as they ever were, but the zombie version of them, the bizarro version, if you will, is going to be fighting against you. Um, so uh, what? it's not necessarily who you're going up against, but what would you like to see? What would you think would be a cool thing in Star Wars? John, I'm going to throw back at you first. Who is your um, Billy from Hocus Pocus? Palpatine, the, his first body, so that... Palpatine has to face Palpatine. <laughs> Somehow Palpatine and Palpatine have returned. Somehow yeah. there's two of them, but one's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's with us. Yeah. So his first body from Return of the Jedi, that comes back and that's good Palpatine. And then the clone version that took his evil essence is the bad version. And then it's, Palpatine it's like Superman 3 but better yeah I I considered Palpatine but I thought who does Palpatine fight against you know and so yeah you got a good answer to that I like that that could be pretty cool um Lacey did you have one uh picked out so I have a clarifying question sure because I'm I'm willing to bend rules and expand on this so my clarifying question is for characters that were bad then good or good then bad which one do they come back as if they were both? Oh, I assume that they come back as whatever they were when they died. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. They come back the opposite of whatever they were when they died. So like Uh, Vader died Uh, good, he come back bad again? Yeah. Uh, eh. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's tricky. 
So the reason I'd pick Vader, though, I think I think Vader comes back good. No, Vader died bad. Anakin came back. So Vader died bad. Vader was always bad. Because I was going to say bring him back. And the reasoning because I wouldn't bring Kylo Ren back, which most people would assume, because then he'd be bad again. Mm-hmm. So I'd bring mm-hmm. Vader back, who'd be good, and then he could help Luke train people, and like then Ben wouldn't turn bad because he'd have the support of not only his uncle but his grandfather. So it doesn't mean his dad su- doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. Well, his dad could suck, but he gets sent to the <laughs> Jedi <laughs> Temple anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, that that is that it's it's tricky though the way you put that though. I I assume that since Vader is a bad guy, the 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 fantasy here is that he comes back in the suit and everything, red lightsaber, but he's good. Or maybe blue lightsaber yes, or something. Yes. But it's like good Ronan. Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, very cool. Um my pick uh was and I'll I'll twist it up. I I'm going to make a bad guy. I'm going to bring back Luke Skywalker <gasps> no as the villain <laughs> in Rise of Skywalker and just bypass the whole Palpatine thing and just say okay. that Kylo Ren and Rey have to go up against that Kylo Ren turns good oh my because God, he's that's... fighting against evil Luke oh, I hate that I actually, I, mean, really, I, I actually really I like, like the, that and I shouldn't and I really do enjoy I, that no I think I, it's a I think it's a good pick but i hate it like it's I, a it, it was a fun idea a cool thing you know what i mean he's, i like it he saves, i like it more than palpatine how could you possibly like then... that though see that's what i'm saying this is bizarro lacy i don't know why i like it sure. but i do i think it makes more <laughs> John, sense in the story than random palpatine showing up on Fortnite and then True. he's in the movie again <laughs> Wait, hold, I think what hold, she likes about it maybe Wait. is the bypass the Palpatine thing and just and have I a think good, it would be have another good of, big strong villain. Well, the other thing is the connectivity of Kylo Ren's turn because of Luke. Then it comes yeah. again. Yeah, and it all circle. has to do with uh, his confrontation with him and stuff. His issues with yeah. him. Yeah. Um, Get clear, Wedge. You can't do any more good back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. John, I'm warning you. This is your last chance. (laughs) All right. Uh, We got another question here. Uh, You're out trick-or-treating, right? You knock on a door, and wouldn't you know it, Grand Moff Tarkin is the person who answers. (laughs) Uh, What what item do you think he gives out to kids on Halloween? Uh, Lacey, you're first, I think, on this one. So naturally, I would think pennies because, like, those people are always like, what? But then he's not that giving. So I couldn't see him being like, oh, for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like popcorn balls that he made himself. It would be like a weird, like, side thing that he does that he's like, oh, I make these. And you're like, oh, God, what? They're like I'm little Death Stars? Yeah, I'm not eating your homemade <laughs> popcorn balls or like pretzels. Like, he's like the guy that gives you stuff that's like not fun. Well, Watch don't take all the options. Gives out pretzels. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. I think we're all in the same vibe. Maybe, John. What? Do you, what is your? Uh... Uh, cans of sardines. Cans John. of sardines. Really? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. No. Well, it does. And you want to know why? Why? 
Princess Leia the foul said stench. he had a foul stench, and sardines give you stinky breath. Hmm. So do you he, eat sardines? It, it, no, no. My my breath is like like a winter fresh commercial. Are you kidding me? <laughs> then how do you know that they make stinky breath? Of, I've never had right. a sardine. It's 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 a, like a raw, greasy, slimy fish in oil in a can. Do you like Caesar dressing? I, I prefer him fish in it too. Yeah. Is that the that has anchovies in it? Yeah, but it's so little. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. not, it doesn't really mess with the flavor. That's a good answer, John. I like that. Yeah, some uh, connection there, and it's also something everybody would be like, like he'd like caviar kind of thing, like only like high class royalty <laughs> or something would give Here, this kid, out. Here's a can of sardines. Yeah, exactly. He'd be wearing um, his slippers too to the door. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, totally. Uh, so I had totally a couple... shuffling his feet too. I had a couple things that I thought maybe he might give out, but I was trying to stick to candy. The, those other things, I was like shoe polish because I was like, he's like clean his boots. Uh, or a- actually like having read the Tarkin book, I thought he might give somebody like a, a small pocket knife or something like that. That would be like, could always keep you safe. But for candy, uh, it's got to be those. Um, well, it's also, I was thinking Werther's Originals, but it's too easy. You got to go with the, <laughs> you gotta go with the peanut buttery taffy things those orange and and brown peanut butter <sighs> candies yeah 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 that i know what you mean only seem to be at your grandma's house yeah yep they're like little rectangle cubes things or yeah. the hard strawberry ones those two yeah yeah the, uh so so i guess like a small little goodie bag of <laughs> hard strawberry candies the <laughs> Peanut butter taffy things and where there's originals. There you go. Or James, I'm gonna I'm gonna group the last two questions together. If Tarkin came back as a good guy and he was like a cool person on thing on uh, Halloween, the kids would open the door and he would take the fireballs and just throw them into the kids' bags and say, "You may fireball when ready." And be like, <laughs> Tarkin, you're so cool. Thanks, Mister See- Tarkin. If we're being realistic, he'd be the one that would have his light on, and then you'd ring the doorbell, and he'd be like, oh, I didn't shut that off, and then shut the light off before answering yeah. the door. Well, no, no, I'm saying if he's good guy Tarkin, though. Oh. No, I, I know, but she's saying, like, regular part, like, if Tarkin really was at the thing, when you rang the he doorbell, just... the light would go, like, the light would go off, and the blinds would fall down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> kind of thing. We got yeah. one more, and it is also candy-based. Uh, what is the best candy to eat while watching a Star Wars movie in a theater? Uh, or really any movie, I guess, but we're talking Star Wars here, so why not? Um, John, you're going first on this one. What is your go-to Star Wars candy? Um, I'm not a, usually a candy person in the theater, um, but I would have to say M&Ms. Um, mm-hmm. Just because... Regular? They're not too... Yeah, yeah, because... My reason being is because they're not too chewy um, and you can kind of have them in your mouth and, you know, like the commercial says, they melt in your mouth, That's not in your hand. Said. Where, right. And I feel like you could, there's some candies where you're chewing and you can't hear what's going on. And I don't want mm-hmm. that when I'm watching a Star Wars movie. I also don't want to bother the people around me. So I don't want anything that's too abrasive where I'm like doing individual wrappers or anything like that. So. I'm thinking about my fellow fans. I'm also thinking about myself being able to hear. I feel like M&Ms are one of the easier candies that you can probably get through without uh, dealing with too much chaos. Mm-hmm. And they're delicious. Old M&Ms, like classic M&Ms. Just, I like peanut better. Peanut M&M. I do too, but that, the, the too much crunch I, there. 
So I do I not hear. like peanut M and M's better than regular M and M's. Shut up, James. People say that uh, people stand by peanut M and M's, and I I just kind of don't get it. I go. I like I, it's not like they're ones. bad, but yeah, the pretzel ones. I like the coconut ones. I think mm. that the original. I like your pick, John, because I think that the original M and M's are sneaky good candy that people forget yeah. about because they're M and M's and just whatever. Right. Um, right. But I I think that they're actually very traditionally great candy yeah. um Lacey, i almost what said is your... hershey bar actually which is way more like basic but mm-hmm. Lacey, what is your star wars candy reese's pieces that's a good one too that's yeah. my go-to with uh either twizzlers or skittles as my follow-ups follow-ups all right i uh like if I mean, they don't doing... have one then i go to the next but yeah reese's pieces are usually what i what i enjoy all right um, are pretzels candies? Just asking for a friend. Large pretzels. Yeah, I you said, slap you across the face. <laughs> you you said candy, but I did I did want to stretch it to to snack, um, because I wanted I want to do my Star Wars treat is the uh, Galaxy's Edge Outpost popcorn. Not is that the regular red popcorn. It's red and purple. It's cinnamon it and like? grape. Oh, um, it you'd be surprised. It's it's good. It's not um it's not like overpowering flavors. It's just enough that when you're like eating them, you're you're like, oh, this is interesting and different. Um, it's just like candied popcorn. Um, Guys, buckle up because come May, John and I are gonna try all these things with James, and we're gonna record it because content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like in an ideal situation, if we were going to go see a Star Wars movie and they had upped their uh, snacks to like Star Wars snacks, you best believe I'd be getting, uh, you know, green milk and the Outpost mix. That would be so my like Star Wars snack for a movie. Oh, man, it's so close. They they very similar. I think if I had to pick between the two, I went green, but I got... Um, R.I.P. my Twitter mentions, you know what I mean? I like people very loyal to the very blue for sure. Yeah, so um, so that's it for um, One with the Force this week. Uh, good answers from everybody. That was great. Um, John, you're going to take us into our discussion, which, again, is going to be a little spooky. Almost there. <laughs> Almost there. We're there. All right, our discussion this week: what? when Star Wars gets sc- <laughs> when Star Wars gets scary. Obi Wan once thought as you do. So, Star Wars is space fantasy adventure. It has its comedy, its drama, but it also has some scary moments. We don't talk about that often. So, let's discuss when Star Wars gets scary. Do we have moments we remember being scary on our first watch? Things perhaps that might be scary to kids that may not be so scary to adults. Uh, scary characters, sights, sounds, places, whatever. Um, I just thought it'd be uh, interesting because it's just a part of Star Wars that isn't prevalent. Like I, I don't think I've ever been like scared like in a, in a horror movie with Star Wars because it is made for families and and it's PG PG thirteen. But there's certainly scary moments, and I think one for me for sure is um anakin with the padawans when he ignites his lightsaber i think that's just just seeing the kids like jostled reaction to that and like me being nervous that they were going to show it 
and all that stuff like just in a real life sense and in the story itself sense was sense was a a very scary scene to to absorb the first time and now on subsequent watches you obviously know so it's not as much but the first time I had a lot of anxiety and stresses like where is Lucas taking us here how dark are we going with this one so just the experience more so than the story was a little scary for me because I was like wow Star Wars is taking it to a certain level that I don't know if I'm ready to see Mm-hmm. James, what do you? And, and, we're, and we're not doing a Kessel run here, so we can just, right. you know, obviously bop this around and have some have some fun. That's definitely the, scary, these... but that's not the first thing that came to my mind about Scary Bell. Let James go first. Um, I mean, I yeah, I wrote down a, my list of a couple different ones, and I won't have to go through them all. But the the first one that actually popped out to me was the uh, Wampa in in uh, on Hoth. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I I had a like mm. I, I wouldn't say I mean I've said this numerous times on the show that like I didn't have a moment where I felt like I was watching Star Wars for the first time. It always was kind of there. So I don't know that any of these scenes ever really like scared me necessarily, but I think that what they were going for with the Wampa was the jaws uh, you don't yeah. see the monster kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and when they eventually did go into the route of showing it, they wanted to make it big and scary, and they they actually actively show the arm off, and they you know they do at one point show the the arm on the ground with all the blood coming out, which there's actually another scene that I didn't think of that I'm sure everybody's thinking of now. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. It's kind of one of those things where I think the the point of that was that. Um, our hero here is going to get eaten pretty terribly. You know what I mean? By this monster, just like mm-hmm. flesh eating and is going to rip him apart and rip his limbs out and everything. And uh, to see that, to see even, even now subsequent watches, like Luke is like frantic Luke. He's like, Whoa! it's almost like there's a bug on him or something. He's like, Whoa! get away from me, get away from me kind of thing. He's <laughs> swinging yeah. the lightsaber and he just happens to cut off his arm. Uh, Cause he was going for him. But, yeah, I think uh, that to me was kind of one of the first. I think Empire is that's another reason why it's so great is they went into some of those darker moments and scenes, and they they weren't afraid to go there. Whereas the first one was like Star Wars, you know, and then the second one is like <laughs> we need to make this a little more um, uh, a real or or mythical, you know what I mean? So they went to some of those scary aliens and stuff. But yeah, um, I don't know, Lacey, yeah, think, what, what was your first thought then? I think playing off of what you just said where like you don't see the monster, definitely when I was little, uh, and this is going to make people laugh, this answer. When I was little, it was definitely the scene before you see the Rancor. So the part where they drop them in and the job Jabba's seat pulls forward and you mm-hmm. hear the noises and you hear the girl screaming, but you don't oh, see anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That to me was really scary when I was little, but then when I saw the actual monster itself, it didn't scare me as much. And I think it's because, you know, again, I think it's cute, but um, I think it was a combination of like the stop motion, it being a puppet and knowing Luke was going to be a fine. Because like, I think when you're little, it's really funny. Like I wasn't gullible in the sense of like, oh, Luke's in trouble because I just knew he was going to get out of it because we've already seen him take on all these other people like 10 minutes prior not even five minutes prior so it was just like the idea of not seeing it and it reminds me specifically of one of the scariest things when i was little that is not star wars but in similar vein was on hook when they take 
the pirate and they put him in the box with all the scorpions mm-hmm. and the they don't box. show you yeah they mm-hmm. don't show you what happens in the box but you see him go into the box so it was yeah. like that kind of thing with the rancor where you don't see the rancor but you know what's happening you know it's something terrible um that stuff always creeped me out and even to this day as an adult it just it, anytime you can't see it it's what like what your brain comes up with is always super creepy um that fun being fact said, you know that's glenn close right hmm? the person that gets put in the boo block uh boo box is glenn Co- close the yeah. dude yeah yeah yep yep she's she's in I get she's plays opposite a male drag, pirate. <laughs> negative drag. I don't know. I don't oh, know I what that know is. That. Yeah, it's, it's a drag. Fem- I think. Yeah, is it just drag? Okay, yeah. Fem- female actress. Yeah, famous female actress. I Go no watch idea. the scene again. It's fun. Anyway, John, have you talked about that movie yet on your podcast? Hook. Yeah. No, not yet. Oh, you should. I don't know if we will. We'll see. Um. Anyway, uh, we just as did a, a different Robin Williams movie. We did Aladdin. Oh, Robin Williams is the best. Uh, now currently lacy adult lacy uh, i would say probably the scariest moment for me recently has been episode chapter 10 of the mandalorian with all the spiders and stuff that oh, creeped oh, me out that is very good yeah with Peyton Reed. i was so creeped out at 3 a.m watching it in the dark i don't like gore i don't like the kind of grossness <laughs> like grogu eating spiders really grossed me out that whole episode and Look, it's a great episode, and I understand why people love it, and I loved Paul uh, and Carson Tava in it and, and Trapper Wolf and all that stuff. It was great. I hate bugs. So there's, like, this creepy thing about bugs, and then he's eating the bugs, and there's all this, like, goo, and they're chasing at it. It, it creeped me out, and I, and I don't think I've gone back and rewatched it because it just this, creeped me out so much. This is funny. That that reminds me of another um Mandalorian. I didn't. I didn't consider Mandalorian. I tried to consider like some of the animated stuff too. Sure, but sure. Actually, episode six of season one was like the horror movie. It was yeah. The, oh, with the flash villains. Yeah, Bill Burr. Yeah. Was was were trapped in here, and Mando was like the serial killer who was picking them off one by one, and they were running right. through, and the lights kept turning off and back on, and he would be like right. closer down the hallway and everything. They absolutely went horror theme for that one episode. I kind of forgot about that. So I'm glad you mentioned uh, all the bugs, which also like, you know, the bugs, if you're scared oh, of always... spiders. Jeez, it's got to be the I worst. Don't, I just don't like bugs. That is scary. No, that <laughs> scene is scary because it's it's like. Well, also because you're worried about Grogu. The anxiety, when, Grogu's whining, and then you see these things and moving, and you're the like, oh, "Eggs gosh, are pulsing." Uh, when the eggs uh, are pulsing, yeah, and it, yeah. and it's also it's uh, kind of Starship Troopersy, you know, this mm-hmm. the way the spider is like coming at you like an insect, but it's like gonna kill you. And then you they're in the thing. ship, and they're like attacking little baby Grogu, and you're like, "Ah, get off of him!" And he's screaming, yeah. yelling, and then they're poking through the ship. It's oh my stressful. god, so much anxiety. Anxiety, yeah. yeah. John, you got some more? What other ones you got? So I was thinking of putting myself in the shoes of a kid watching the new Star Wars stuff. And I think the, like Ray's journey, maybe even Kylo's journey, but more so Ray because she's good. Um, mm-hmm. Her journey into Exegol and the yeah. Sith Citadel. That stuff's creepy. The flashing mm-hmm. lights, the creepy sounds, the clone facility, just how dark it is, how ominous. And then 
Palpatine kind of creeps up with the machine. Like I could see, because there were things when I was a kid that I was really scared of that I watch back now. I'm like, that is stupid. That is not scary <laughs> at all. This though, I could see like when people like watched it when they were like eight, growing up, be like, oh my God, this scared me so much. And I understand why. Like, yeah, it's very creepy. And I think, I bet there were kids that were probably scared of it when they watched it in the theater or something where the parents had to either cover their eyes or walk out at that moment or something like that. I'd love to hear if people had those stories. I'd not love to hear it, but I, I'm curious yeah, to hear interested if to people hear had those stories. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of that and not so much like, oh, How I remember this scaring dying? me, but. Ray dying that whole scene is terrifying, mm -hmm. not as just a kid, but as an adult. When she died, I, I was like, this is bold because they I, show her face dead. It's not like yeah. from far away that they're like, oh, she's scary, though. It is scary. Like the way that hmm. she's lost all the life. She's very pale. Like her sad. eyes are open. It's just it's, sad and creepy it's, and scary. It's unsettling. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Unsettling is good. Unsettling is good. That to me um, really bothered me. That shot of showing her dead, mm -hmm. I was like, "Wow, this is a bold choice." Yeah, and uh, yeah. John, I definitely put all that Palpatine stuff in there too. Like that was yeah. uh, that was on my list His as well. His hand, it's like, mm -hmm. like half zombified. Oh yeah, yeah. When he gets. Uh, the dyad and it's like it regenerates his hands and stuff because there's a scene i don't know if people who how much they watch like old superhero movies but superman 3 i brought superman 3 up uh, earlier in the podcast so apparently i'm a big superman 3 guy today not a great movie but there's a scene at the end of the movie where this woman gets trapped by the the room computer and she gets turned into this robot lady and i remember oh yeah and, and I remember seeing that when I was a kid and being absolutely terrified by that because she gets stuck and it like turns her into this like machine and she can't do anything about it. She's screaming. Now I watch it and it's like the cheesiest, stupid scene ever. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not the case here. Like I said, I think this is something where people will grow up to be like, oh my God. Yeah. I was horrified of this when I was a kid and it it holds because that whole scenery the the sounds the creepy sounds the flashing of light and she's this tiny little peanut in this giant massive horrifying place that is above her so it can like crush her and all the the statues come into life and just the whole thing is just well like very creepy that us as adults maybe it take took for granted but you gotta remember kids are watching these movies too so that's why i'm curious to see if like you know, like an Adamodal or somebody took their kids to see it, and did the kids get scared or were they into it? You know, it's 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 very interesting to think of the because it's a generational story. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always talking about it on Twitter and stuff, like from our perspective as adults. But kids are watching it, older people are watching it, everyone's watching this, so it's interesting to think of like other things. So I don't know if you guys have some scenes staying, that staying like, staying like, on the rise of Skywalker when they go through yeah. this quicksand. That's got to be terrifying to a little kid, especially because they find a dead, and... dead body yeah. in the underneath. I, I, yeah. I can't think of quicksand anymore without thinking of John Mulaney, though, and his bit about, he goes, I remember thinking as a kid quicksand was going to be like a big problem in adult life. <laughs> <laughs> never once, never once have I encountered an issue with quicksand. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty good right. bit there. But no, I, I was actually thinking, Lacey, um, are there any moments where people were like stuck, like a claustrophobic type thing? And that's actually a really good answer of like, you know, seeing your friends go down under the sand and needing to make the decision that you're going to allow it to happen. That's Or the Vexus, that big rough. snake that you don't know if it's oh, going to sure eat too. them or not. Like right. that yeah, seems I, very scary. Um, 
I thought, John, you were going to go when you mentioned the prequels, specifically um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I thought you were going to mention Anakin burning at the end. That, oh, that was another one I was going to bring. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, That's, that that is scary. Because I think I I just think it's it's absolutely horrifying in the sense of like when you're I I could imagine being a kid and watching the scene and just being scared because you kind of don't understand what's happening to your hero, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. And uh, then on top of that, just as an adult, like I think like as a kid would understand like oh he caught fire or he lost his legs or whatever, but like as an adult you're like what is happening that it's like i can i can in my brain try to put together how painful and what agony he's in and it's just so terrible that they're showing you all of it you know it's it it's probably i mean it's literally the reason that the movie was rated pg-13 it was the first pg-13 rated Star Wars, and it's yeah. got to be from from the two this two scenes we've mentioned that are just so dark and so haunting on screen that um, it sits with people for a long time. And his eyes turning yellow that. at that point and screaming, "I hate you!" It's just... He, yeah, because you see, it's like part of me was like, "Go pick him up!" Like he's not burned yet. Like go get him, like or something. Yeah, what and are you then waiting you, for? Yeah. And then he picks his face up and you see the Sith eyes, like you say, James. And then slowly he's burning and it's like, it's just so slow. If it was instant where Anakin just fell into the lava or something and he, we don't see him yeah. again until he's on that slab, it's not as bad. But seeing him crawling up the rocks and, and trying to just like... watching. Yeah, that that it's, is... It's it's scary in the sense where it, it's like could be scarring again if like a kid's watching that. Like, oh my God, like, wow. Like, that is just... That's dark. That is as but dark think, as Lucas. Like, yeah, ever even got. with some of these other scenes that we're mentioning, like the Wampa or the Rancor or something, could be scarring to a kid, but not so much to adults. I still think this is a scene that sits with adults where people are like, it's just, it's not from any fear or anything. It's just so hard to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's definitely more, and we probably could have Kessel run this, but I kind of like that we're just kind of bopping around on this. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. Like Mortis, uh, Ahsoka getting possessed. Uh, mm-hmm. that's scary uh, by the sun I believe I haven't watched it in a while um, uh, wish or the brother you know whatever yeah it's it's yeah I think she just gets possessed on her own but then she ends up being uh, possessed by the daughter in a good way yeah it's all well, yeah, that might kinda... be what it was but uh, yeah her yeah her getting possessed to the dark side is scary especially in an animated Luke, show Luke Empire Strikes Back going into the cave is scary like they that's didn't another one on the list yeah scary yeah how, how yeah. about the luke this is not maybe as scary in retrics in retrospect but i imagine and again maybe me putting my um feet in other people's shoes here but people even adults watching empire strikes back for the first time where luke knocks vader down and they he leaves the carbon chamber room and he's walking down the hallway and you don't know where vader is and then he just mm-hmm. kind of pops out like a serial killer Mm-hmm. Like that had to have been a little bit of a jolt for the first time watching it. Now we all know the moment he comes out, but like the first the time, scare. like Luke's just yeah. walking, it's dark. The lights go on. He doesn't know what's happening. The lights go off. He's in this room. He's by himself. And then all of a sudden Vader just comes out with the, like Jason Voorhees with the lightsaber. Yeah. Like there's just some of those moments that I think are scary, but as we're 
as we think about it for Star Wars fans now that we've seen them so many times, we're kind of numb to them. But if yeah, you try to put to like yourself back to when watch the, Halloween first... like 50,000 times and then you you know where everything is. But then, yeah. you know, you got to remember this still is scary and, and it can be uh, frightening like, nonetheless. Like in, jo- like in Jaws, the, the, the head popping out. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's one of the, the most that famous is... early... The jump only scares. scene I've seen in Jaws. It, it's it's one of the early jump scares uh, that I can pinpoint in, well, in movies, and it's just well, we're like... talking we're talking about jump scares. Jump scares don't really necessarily happen in Star Wars, but I I, I thought of um, a couple like in Solo, oh, nice. the big eyeball popping open yeah. is supposed to be uh, scary and frightening. Like, you, what are you looking at? And then boom, there's a big eyeball there, and everybody Han Solo even meeting Chewbacca jumps back. Scary. Yeah. Um, the other jump scare that I thought yeah. is the Minoc hitting the window in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yes, that is scary. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Wow. Because she's Wait, like, I don't know what she's slowly moving yeah. towards, and you're like waiting to see what's out there, and then boom, it like slaps onto the thing, and makes that sound that's like a shrieking noise. Yes. yes. Whatever it does. Yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah, that is very scary. I agree with that. Well, I don't know. I couldn't pinpoint what you were saying about the eyeball popping out in Solo. Though. What is it? Oh, when they when they get really close to the creature in in the, um when they're not near the maw, but they're like the, there's a the, the big squid, squid creature. Oh, the eye opens. Yeah, they yes. they like slowly yeah, pull up yeah, and they're like all looking yeah. out the window, and then the eyeball opens up and you see it like move, and they all and go they oh, yeah. they show you the scene. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. There's got to the be scary other... parts. Go ahead, Lacey. Sorry. I was going to say the only other thing that I can think of from when I was little that really bothered me was when uh, Aunt Peru and uh, oh they got burnt. Yeah. Like their skeletons. Like that yeah. always bothered Just, me. When I, was I mean, that's very similar to Anakin burning on the side. It's right. like there's something very real and horrifying about that. that and then the, they even the kind of show a close Mark up. Hamill. Yeah. yeah. By the way, did you hear Mark Hamill talking about that scene recently? No, what did he say? He said he wanted to drop to his knees and start sobbing and really have a big actor moment. And Lucas told him no, because Lucas wanted the audience to project their emotions onto Luke. It's smart. That's how I feel about it. It's like you, f- you feel bad. So, But it's just so funny because, and not to take us down too much of a tangent, but I do like tangents sure. once in a while. Remember Luke or Luke Hamill talking about, oh, I I thought Luke should have done this in The Last Jedi. And then he's like, Ryan wound up being right. Same Mm -hmm. thing. Just 30 years later, whatever, he thought Luke should go to his knees and sob over his aunt and uncle. And Lucas is like, no, I want you to do this for this reason. Yeah. Luke has a lot of those moments. I mean, the big uh, Tatooine Suns, Binary Sunset moment, like really how much... I mean, I don't want to say this because he's a great actor, but like how much acting was there? Like he really is kind of like looking, he kind of like looks down and he looks back up. It's kind of this thing where it's like, I think you describing it in the way that says Lucas wanted the audience to project their emotions on onto that scene. You don't need much more than just the character recognizing his existence at that moment. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys think like how do how do we how do we rate the 
Vader hallway scene in Rogue One. I know people consider that like a like a horror I, movie. I was I don't, waiting I don't cons- for someone to mention oh, okay. it. Yeah. I don't I, consider I don't it con- scary. I thought it was so cool. I was cheering. Really? <laughs> and I'm a terrible person. I, but yes. I'm saying, do, do you think do you think kids find it scary? Because you see yes, they're looking the down breathing. the dark hallway and you just see the light. You, you hear the breathing and then you see the lightsaber light up. You know, it's very similar to Anakin walking into the room with the kids and igniting the lightsaber. It's Vader doing it, but to these soldiers. Right. Um, it, I I don't know if kids would find that scary. I've, I'm very curious about that sort of thing. I'm and afraid of the dark, just... so I would say yes. Yeah, or like Palpatine in general, like in Revenge of the Sith or something, when he's just like really in, like he's fully realized physically, and uh, and revealing himself as as the the Emperor. Like when his face is getting melted. Like I wonder if that's something that's scary for kids. Like it's just I'm not just thinking... when you hear it though before you see it. It's yeah. there's something terrifying about that. Yeah, I think the I think the Vader scary. You know, I think mm-hmm. the Vader scene is is supposed to be scary in the way that they're like it's not really scary. It's supposed to be scary, like if you were there. But when you're watching it as an audience member, it's not supposed to be scary. It's supposed right. to be um, action packed. Like watch this guy make his way crushing through you know what i mean but obviously if anybody were in any scenario where somebody was just like killing person after person after person as they're coming through it's that's awful that's an awful situation to be in because you're next and you're trying to escape and you're trying to get away um but i think the way that it was filmed was supposed to be like yes we know vader the boogeyman the the man that's is is in the dark and you know he's batman but batman's out to get you kind of thing um, right. And uh, so I think that that scene definitely falls into the category of like it, it, it's when Star Wars does go scary, but it's not actually a scary scene in a way. But sure, I sure, mean, a lot sure. of these ones that we're saying is like kind of borderline scary as well. You know, we're kind of toying with the idea of it being scary because we're thinking that kids probably would be scared by this. Were there any scary? I mean, we've I, I feel like we've gone through most of the movies and found one. I can't think of any. I mean, I'm sure some kids were scared by Darth Maul or whatever, but I don't so, know if there's any directly scary moments in The Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. I'm trying to think. So uh, I actually yeah. I actually wrote down Maul as a whole, and I think mm-hmm. the reason I wanted to bring him up was because I think more so than Vader, in the sense that like Vader is like the Michael Myers kind of scary, where like you can look at him and you're like, ooh, man, that guy creeps me out, but all he's really doing is walking towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Maul was supposed to be like almost like creature demonic scary. And it's like when you see that person, you're like, I have I have to leave. I have to get out of here. That thing's gonna hurt me. It's a creature, it doesn't speak my language kind of thing Mm -hmm. he is frightening and terrifying on a different level um even when his scenes aren't supposed to be like horror his entity i mean they even had to recreate maul because he was too scary the character they they initially made was too like girl from the ring and they're like ah we can't do that so they backed it off and made him this like black and and red demonic horn type devil character and every time he's seen he doesn't talk you know or when he does like he's always behind the cloak and everything and i think maul 
is supposed to be um like the emperor is scary but he's not the weapon and maul is the weapon and that's yeah. what and well i also think maul with the the spider legs is scary i i i think that That's his yeah. what didn't happen in the movies they went that route with um with him in the animated series with the spider legs then also with uh the the regular legs and and him kind of you know with his brother and everything but then uh also later even in um uh rebel or not rebels clone wars is it wrapped up and you see him and he gets his own hallway scene where once yeah. he gets released, he's going through and he's killing guys left and right and stuff. And very comparable to that scene. And then also very comparable to Luke's Mandalorian scene as well. that are kind of all connected in that way. But well, I think Maul as a character uh, signifies horror and, and a scary, probably the most scary character in Star Wars. Yeah. Me. And even like how he positions himself to Kira is not uh, like mm-hmm. a horror movie scary. But it's just creepy, the situ- the situation, sh- like he she knows she's in, uh, is pretty scary. Mm-hmm. He just he's like ignites his lightsaber, which a lot of people like laughed at. But it's just like he's like letting her know, like I'm the boss here. And I mean business, yeah. There's no way. There is no way out for you, you know. And that's a scary thing to to also be in, which. Yeah, I mean, if I was on a FaceTime call and somebody was like holding up a gun and they're just like, you know, I'm just letting you know what's going on. It's like that. Like, I I never had any problem with him lighting the lightsaber. It's like I get that we were like, what are you going to use that? You can't use a gun through a phone, idiot. Like, (laughs) it's the threat. Yeah. I mean, what we're talking here, you're talking to like this person who owns the who owns Crimson Dawn and he's holding up a lightsaber and like giving you this eye like you mess with me. You're going to pay. I'm going to use this on you. I can't, can't believe I'm still holding up my head right now. (laughs) <laughs> Holy cow. <clears throat> so i was Lacey, gonna say one, one? Yeah, yeah one last one that i thought of just now uh and i'm bringing this up for john is jack fish the whole scene with them in the the bongo and how creepy it is with like the one fish and then they lose power and then there's a second fish and then there's a bigger monster and it's there is a fear i forget what it's called there's a fear of deep water of like things being under deep water oh, and yeah. then you realize how deep the water is and how big this monster is and what lives underneath these lakes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that's I agree with that. terrifying. Yeah. No, without a doubt. I I'm definitely afraid of anytime I'm in water and I can't see what's below me. Yeah. I like <clears> pools <throat> for a reason. I don't. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of going in the ocean or anything like that. James is fixing his paper towel. Yeah. Um, the, if you're an audio listener, it this folds, is definitely one folds. one of the episodes. Yeah. I say check out the YouTube too, you know, because this is we, we're going all out here. Um, all right, so <laughs> I don't really have out. any more. <laughs> well, James is like well, all out. I have a paper towel. <laughs> yeah, I got a yeah, I got a towel. But uh, th- I'm sure there's more we could point out. Uh, so, but let us know some that you think of as well, and uh, your thoughts on some of ours that we brought up, and. Uh, you know, if you watch Star Wars movie with your kids and stuff, like, did you have to shield them and stuff like that? Because James and I are going to introduce our kids and Lacey, eventually you're going to introduce your daughter to it. And um, it's going to be interesting to to watch Star Wars as as parents. Um, it's, it, I can't that's wait. An, it's going to be one of the highlights of my life, introducing Star Wars. Yeah, life. I feel like me waiting for Johnny to be old enough has been one of those things where I'm like, oh, man, I can't <laughs> wait till he can watch it and like understand it and want to sit there. I mean, there he was and, afraid of Chewie, right? 
he was afraid of it then he then he loved him yeah but i'm saying so like just, that's an example like chewy we yeah. wouldn't even consider that being scary but i mean right, bennett right bennett rode rise of resistance with us and he was able to pick out you know characters on the ride i'm not giving anything away but yeah, yeah. when people sure. when people are there he was able to say uh you know that's so and so or that's you know whatever and i think uh you know we're like I said, I think he's just, it's always going to be around for him. Very similar to how I came up. I don't think there's ever going to be a moment I show Bennett Star Wars, but he might one day say, you know, I've never seen the movies. And so we'll watch the movie, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's so much Star Wars. He's going to get introduced to pieces of it and it's going to be his first time. So we're going to get that experience multiple times. It doesn't always have to be like these nine movies and then that's it. You know, there's, books and comics and, and by that animated time, shows and, and live action tv yeah i mean like yeah <laughs> there's gonna be there there I, maybe already is or will absolutely next year be more television star wars than there is well, movie star wars and if we want to talk about potentially more scary stuff the acolyte can definitely bring something like that to the table oh, Could. So, yeah. it looks scary um so um, all right. So yeah, let us know, you know, quote, tweet the episode on Twitter, uh, share it with a friend, leave a comment, uh, on the YouTube video, whatever you got to do to, uh, to, to chip into the conversation because we probably just scratched the surface and there's probably plenty more to talk about, but we hope you enjoy this, uh, discussion, but we're not done yet because now we are going to hear from you in our next segment. Lacey. All right, guys, it's time for resistance transmissions. <laughs> So I took my sunglasses off because I was literally going blind halfway through <laughs> I don't know what the... There's like some type of film on the front of these that like you just like start going cross-eyed and I couldn't read. Um, all right. So this is the part of the show where we let you guys be a part of it. Uh, so every week or every other week, John puts up a crazy wacky situation on Twitter and you guys give your answers. Um, this week being Halloween, the scenario is... Do you have a funny or memorable Star Wars Halloween costume story? We want to hear it. And we picked some. So let's get into it. First up is James at Slow Focus. Hey, James, who said, My son was 12 and didn't want a costume until the last minute. I threw a brown blanket on him and gave him a lightsaber. Hashtag instant Jedi. <laughs> there you go. He shared a photo. That uh, and he shared a photo of it. And it's wonderful, uh, James. It's funny you say this because our James here on the show actually did something like this when we watched a new yes. hope. Uh, I was dressed up as Leia, John was Han, and then James was I also sat Luke again. Well, I sat down and I was like, "What are you? Why are you guys dressed up?" And they're like, "It was our first Patreon thing, so we're like, hey, we're yeah. you know ah." And then uh, so I was like, "Well, I need something. I got to be Luke. I had to be Luke somehow." So I went, I grabbed you got the blanket. The blanket. Yep. Yeah, you did a poncho. Go check it out. It's Next available is, right now for your patron. Yeah, $2. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Hill at VA Flyers 81. Hey, Michael, who said, was Kylo Ren every Halloween for the, or was Kylo Ren every Halloween for the last few years? And without fail, someone always says, oh, Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is my nightmare. Yeah, oh. I mean, that. That's another thing that Bennett has recently gotten over. He can recognize Kylo Ren now as opposed nice. to Darth Vader. He was yeah. saying Darth Vader for the longest time. Oh, that's so funny. 
Uh, Letitia General Leia Duke. Hey, how's it going? She has the best costumes, by the way. At Oklahoma Jedi said, had brought wrong boots for my General Leia to a con and a friend there gave me his size 11 Vader boots. I wear a size 8 in women's. So to, uh, to wear, he went and got another pair of boots with something to walk around in a size 11. Wow. Wow. Uh, Tarkin felt your pain there. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Next is Paul Buckle at Buckle, but it's B-U-C-K-1-E. Hey, Paul, who said, took my kids and the nieces and nephews trick-or-treating dresses, Darth Vader, looked good, got a lot of people taking pictures with me, was a fun evening. The only problem was because it was very dark, the dark lenses in my helmet made it impossible to see anything. My elder niece guided me around the streets. Who knew Darth Vader's greatest weakness was gate posts that are a groin height? No. no. <laughs> wow. Oh. Man. You, you guys remember I dressed up as Darth Vader for Halloween to pass out candy, right? Oh, you did? John's done it too at birthday. Yeah. Break. So I I set up a GoPro camera and I was filming the my porch and I had the costume on and I put the light a lightsaber, red lightsaber down and I attached fishing line to it so you couldn't see it. And then I pulled it to my hand and then the kids would walk up and they would get to the lightsaber and I pointed down and they would look down and they'd reach for it. And when they reached for it, I yanked it back and grabbed it by my hand and popped it out. Cause it was one of those telescoping lenses oh. or whatever. And, uh, yes. I just wanted to see people's reactions and I got like nothing from <laughs> most people. They were like, <laughs> they just like would stare at the situation. And one kid even literally goes, like that, like he's like, uh, what? like uh, why would you even bother to point me to pick something up if so you're just going to pull it back? Yeah. Next is Kendall at Galactic Curator. Hey, Kendall, who actually just did a spice run with us on Patreon. So definitely go check that out. Yes. Uh, Kendall said back during the days of Star Wars weekends at Disney World NGM Studios. I really wish I got to go to one of these. I dressed up in my full Jedi outfit in park. Kids asked me for my signature. I didn't want to make them sad. So I signed Disney security came up to me and told me to stop signing things. That is actually super funny yeah. because that's a lot of the rules now with, you know, Disney bounding and dressing up and stuff that, like, you can't be so good that they think you're a part of the park. Yeah. <laughs> interesting, kind of interesting, yeah. Especially, like, even on the Halloween ones, they'll tell you, like, you can't be that good. You come in, like, uh, a next... f the full, like, Mickey, like a perfect Mickey. <laughs> so for my honeymoon, we went down there for Halloween, and I remember I made a Ray outfit, and one of the things I had to do was look online and make sure, like, oh, you have to make sure it's not, like, legit Ray because people will get confused, I mm -hmm. guess. Uh, next, Christian Morales at Chris underscore Morales underscore one. Hey, Christian. He said, when I was 13, I decided to be Obi-Wan for Halloween. I bought some cheap robe and a plastic lightsaber for $8. The most budget thing about it was the beard. I got a new ballpoint pen <laughs> and drew a great beard on my face. I'm sure oh your mom loved God. that or your parents loved that. That uh, had to have hurt so bad. <laughs> Jeez. I would do it with Sharpie before an ink pen. Mm. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't do it either. Uh, next is Bowman S. Pumpkins. I see what you did there. At Stephen A. Bowman. Any questions? <laughs> I still think All that's right. a great skit, man. It is really funny. 
<laughs> it's so bizarre. They're just like spanking each other, and then they're like, "Any questions?" And the best is the two I'm people because crazy. that's crazy. <laughs> crazy people... for David S. Pumpkin. Leslie Jones doing the chainsaw dance. <laughs> the best part is the people in the elevator that react exactly like everyone would, which is yeah. like I don't understand what. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like is he from something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed basically to know? James in the elevator hitting the button. That's basically yeah, what exactly. All right. Uh, Steven said, I went to a Halloween party once dressed as Chewie and I barely knew anyone. Beer pong o'clock rolled around and Chewie had too much and kind of passed out on the front porch. <laughs> oh, no. I kept waking up to hearing things like, where did Chewbacca go? Oh, he's passed out on the porch. <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, Chewie could probably drink a lot. When yeah. I think about it. Last but not least is Mark Judic at Mark Judic. Hey, Mark. Hey, way to get your handle, Mark. Yeah, way mm-hmm. to get your handle. Uh, Mark said, I wore my stormtrooper armor to a friend's party. When the taxi showed up, I realized I couldn't sit down, so I had to lie across the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Guys, thank good. you so much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you guys have a great Halloween this weekend. And make sure to share your costumes and stuff with us on Twitter, because we'll definitely yeah. share a couple. We want to see them. Yeah. Um, but back to you, For John. Sure. All right, yeah, thanks to everybody for listening and watching. Hope you had fun with this silly episode, but also some interesting points that uh, were brought up in that discussion there. So um, thank you very much. Make sure you do subscribe to the show on your preferred platform, whether that's any of the audio apps. I personally like Spotify, but obviously Apple, all the other ones, SoundCloud, uh, but also, of course, right here on YouTube. This is one of the episodes I would certainly recommend if you're an audio listener, check it out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Star Wars News videos. Um, and like we said before, a real big thanks to our patrons who have been just m- amazing supporters of us and, and, and growing. We're almost at our next goal, which we is a commentary. We hit it. We hit so, it. So yeah, yeah. We're at, uh, our next commentary, which is Revenge of the Sith. Uh, we talked a lot about that, that movie on this episode, but, uh, very excited to do that commentary. So thank you to our patrons for helping us hit that goal. Mm-hmm. And I want to give a shout out, special shout out to our generals and spice runners. Uh, first our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Haz Aslam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales with the ballpoint pen. Brian mm-hmm. Smith, Matt Chitty, Joey Mayfield Stewart, Nathan Shank, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you, General, so much for all of your support. And our Spice Thank Runners you. David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara. You're next up on the Spice Run next month, buddy. Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy, who did a wonderful job on his pod race on Monday. Yeah. Um, charming voice. So, so charming. Thank you all so much for all of your support and all of our patrons. Uh, and you could sign up at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast for just two bucks a month. And um, your support is able to help us plan for the future, including a big year in Star Wars next year. So join TRB. It's a good time. It's a positive, fun place to enjoy Star Wars. And uh, we thank our patrons for helping us preserve that. So thank you all. Uh, Make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com. That's where you want to get all your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter, writing and editing over at Star Wars NewsNet. And I have a movie podcast uh, about non-Star Wars movies called Just Like the Movies, available everywhere. Uh, Lacey. I can't see anything. Uh, (laughs) Hi. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. I mentioned it on Monday, but if you want to check out what happened at Hasbro PulseCon, check it out on StarWarsNewsNet.com as well as other updates with Hasbro and other things uh, that I've been writing about lately there. Um, other than that, definitely please share your Halloween photos. I want to see them. Thank you. Yes. James. I hit my ceiling fan. <laughs> I was wondering what that noise was. <laughs> <laughs> uh no you can find me on twitter and instagram at myra trunks and uh eventually i don't know exactly when it's going to be because i had to go to disney the whole thing got messed up but we're going to do a book discussions on ronin that will be happening uh, oh, sometime nice. soon i'm just trying to get together with kyle the book has been out hopefully you've yeah. read it hopefully you've enjoyed it um i definitely did we're through it uh that's my review my quick review um but yeah uh look forward to that coming at some point or another all right. Yeah, everyone have a great weekend. Whatever you're doing for Halloween, uh, enjoy it. Have a good time. Be safe. And we'll see you Monday morning uh, with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast to kick off November. So until then, we'll see you around, kids. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs>